calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I thought it was it was so cool at first. Like, I uh, imagine me and some girl holding hands in the park, and then she yeah. just got really crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I let her hand go. I'm diking out. You're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out. Diking out. Diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that never has and never will offer discounts to NRA members, uh, and not just because it's free to listen. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be Diking Out stand-up comedian Pat Brown on the topic of teachers. Uh, maybe you've seen Pat perform on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Maybe you've heard her hilarious comedy album, The Pat Brown Sex Tape. Or because you're a Diking Out listener, maybe you've read about Pat on After Ellen. Uh, but we are so lucky to have her here today because she's one of the funniest comics in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Pat? Uh, <laughs> do you agree? <laughs> I agree that I am very, very funny. I agree with that. I've always loved to laugh and my family loves to laugh. So in uh, my family. My father, especially, was always kind of, kind of implemented that that was like currency in our family too. Mm-hmm. If you could make somebody laugh, so uh, I just always felt like that was a compliment when somebody told, would say that you were funny or, and I always feel like that's a blessing when somebody can make me laugh too. So great, great. Well, it's worked that. out for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's worked out great. If that's just a currency I... in your family. Yeah. <laughs> you're making well, out. Well. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe I think <laughs> because my my brother is really really funny and he's he doesn't have a job in it but he is still very very funny. It's like I mean it's not even a competition. I mean like uh, he's just really funny and then everybody laughs and whatever whatever. So but I don't think it, just because I'm a comic I don't think anybody in my family thinks that I am the funniest just because I happen to do this for a living. Oh okay. yeah yeah. Oh my dad still thinks he's way funnier than me. Yeah. <laughs> My sister is funnier than me, but whatever. She has three kids. She's too busy to be funny professionally. (laughs) So So you're just taking it part for the family. (laughs) You're representing for the family. Yeah. Uh, So, Pat, the first time I tried to get you on the podcast, you had to go to the Grammys, which was the coolest excuse we had uh, for for someone not doing our podcast. Can can you tell us about that? I am such a big liar. Wow, my God. I heard that. No. No, I actually... She's like, I meant stay home and live tweet them. (laughs) Oh, that would be actually, if I was uh, one of those kind of people, that would be a grand lie. I would uh, love to be... That's a Donald Trump lie. No, uh, he he has grand lies like that. The biggest. Yes. I actually did go to the Grammys, and it was wonderful. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and I got to wear a tuxedo, and the only nice. downside of this, and I, uh, I, I put this, posted it on Facebook, is I had on a tuxedo. I looked good, mm-hmm. people. And people would ask me to uh, guide them to their seats. <gasps> what? I was like, what the? 
Microaggressions <laughs> at the Grammys. Yes. And this, like, really, I got uh, all these other times how, I was, I let it go. Like, it, even... it happened like three times. And then on, um, this fourth time, me and my friend, we were, um, it's a day Grammys and a night Grammys. So yeah. we're waiting for the night Grammys to start. And it's like an hour and a half difference. So and they won't let you out because it's, um, you know, Madison Square Garden. And they are uh, legitimately, um, Cautious about people coming in and out, uh, mm-hmm. so so you had to stay in there and eat. So we're eating, we're about to eat, and we're trying to look for uh, you know a tabletop to stand at and eat. And so I'm walking by, and this uh, lady comes, uh, Asian lady comes, and she's bald. I say Asian lady because I think I could have took her. She's very, <laughs> she's very small, she's very petite. But anyway, she has this bald up paper of you know like food that she's eating out of or whatever and she balled it up and she's about to drop it in my my plate of fresh food she's like oh let me let me uh, let me uh give you some more of that and i was like what are you doing and then she was like so you pushed her into traffic (laughs) she's like oh oh like oh i see that you're not the black lady cleaning up no Bitch, I got on a tux. <laughs> Jesus. I was mad as fuck. What in the hell? Yeah. As you should have everyone been. wearing a tux? Like, yeah. yeah. You would, people yes. working there would should be in something that's but, and would be in something that's not even close to a tuxedo to you know, differentiate themselves. Yeah. It's and, a, it's and a and clear you're, distinction you're not, though. You're not yeah. the only black person at the Grammys. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, but I, I thought, it's not CPAC. Like, <laughs> right. <that's> true. <laughs> true, absolutely true. But it's something about um I think being a woman, one, and being mm. black, that's mm. that's twofold. And I think it, I wasn't the only person that happened to. I'm sure of it. That you Lena know, Waithe is on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, son of a because bitch. Because Lena Dunham tried to get her to take her trash <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> exactly. But I had a, other than, other than that, uh, I had a great time. I yeah. Had a really great time. It's like. Probably one of the best concerts that you'll ever go to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, that's basically what it is now. They, it, they've it, eliminated most of the yeah. awards that they present. And I now imagine it's that just show has concert. changed greatly in the, in the years, like in the evolution of it, just because of the way we consume, you know, award shows and everything. Yeah. Now it's all about having just the, the, can't miss performances yeah, that yeah. people want to tweet about right, and make headlines cool. the next day. A- absolutely. And then when you're there, they don't show you the commercials. They actually show you uh, where other, like, so uh, if Adele performed, then they will show some of Adele's old performances from the Grammys. Uh, so, like, Pink performed, and they showed her old performances from the Grammys. So it, that's what we were watching when everybody was watching, um, you know, uh, the advertisements, mm-hmm. the ads. So it was great. It was really, really great. And then you got, you know, and then I liked, everybody was talking about, uh, how did you think he... He hosted, um, um, what's his name? Col- uh, Colburn. Oh, uh, um, James Corden. Corden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm kind of like people. I, really, uh, I, I have to. <laughs> I, I have to give. I was like people. Really, I, I don't think they understand how difficult it is to host something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and be funny with so many different types of people in one room. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, and that's when I was like, when I was talking about an fa- audience. Like. Yeah, and, and Facebook, it was Facebook was killing him. I was like, you yeah. really, it's just like, just like you mentioned before, it's going to CPAC and it's going to, you're going mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, you're going to uh, NWACP Image Awards <laughs> and they're there. And then yeah. you're going to the, uh, the Country Music Awards and they're there. And you got to make all of them laugh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll take him over Jimmy Fallon, but oh, I, at yeah. the same time, I feel like they're everybody. I think everybody at this point would take yeah. him over Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I would too. I don't know. I always like it's hard for me to criticize someone doing a job that like I could only wildly drink like a job that w- is so difficult, like entertaining a room full of entertainers who have their own kind of sets of like, that is another thing. I didn't even think everything. about that element. Yeah. yeah. Like these, these are, are people the, the, who the, inter- who sell out the, arenas. These are the best of the best. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's also one thing that I know most entertainers or a lot of entertainers really look, uh, up to comics because they understand, mm-hmm. uh, you can be, you know, you can be a great singer, but you know, just to be able to be funny off the cuff is a, a real, you know, skill to have. So, mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. can't do it. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, they- e- even Madonna is trying to <laughs> tag team on Amy Schumer's stage time. Oh, God. Oh, really? I didn't read about that. Uh, it was a few months ago. She showed up. Um, just showed up. Madonna just <laughs> doesn't just show up. There are, yeah, no, there's a it, it's an envoy. It, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Amy Schumer is doing a drop in at the cellar, and Madonna oh, came with her. Wow. And, oh, they showed and up did together? a few minutes. Well, because uh, Madonna had Amy Schumer open for her at Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. Big okay. deal. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah, on her last tour. And so they became buddies. And then Madonna on Fallon did a stand-up routine <laughs> as kind of like a, a gimmick what? because, I have because she's, she's I've always wanted to do... I've watching an episode of Fallon in my life. <laughs> so, so Madonna's like always wanted to do stand-up, but she, uh, you know, she's not going to show up at an open mic right. and she's Madonna. So she gets she's whatever like, hmm, she what wants. Else? What's relatable in my life that I can talk yeah. about to a bunch of people in this comedy cellar? <laughs> yeah. So, so she, she did it on, on Fallon and I guess, you know, Amy was probably like, yeah, people are going to freak out if I bring you with me on stage. So, you know. Okay, she was on stage with her. That's actually mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I think she she did a set there, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of. I, I went through my Amy Schumer phase, and I think I'm through it. I think uh, I'm over it. Did you like her? Did I you, like, you? Yeah, were, I, you were. I would say um, a little bit of. Well, I've always been crushed at crushing on her career because, like, she, you know, she had this sketch show and everything. I was always more of a fan of her show than her mm-hmm. stand up. Uh, mm-hmm. career but um i don't know i just kind of think that like her whole oh i'm like and the new thing is doesn't she have a new movie coming out where she's supposed to be like a fat girl like she's like playing up that whole like plus size girl thing when really she's like a size 10 maybe i don't know it just seems i don't know what size she is she's right now. not she, even she lost weight yeah and like i don't know i just think she kind of tries it, that whole like relatable like messy white girl thing is like Kind of funny, but I'm just like, all right, I get it. You're, yo, she's a wreck. Like, I I cut her a lot of slack just because the sheer quantity of material that that she puts out. I mean, I I used to uh, be a fan of her. She's Mm -hmm. not my favorite, but I think she's really funny. Uh, Her leather special that she did, I wasn't into it, but I'm Mm -hmm. also like, you're writing the movie Trainwreck, you're in movies with Goldie Hunt, like, and you have to come up with an hour of new material to to do in a special. Mm-hmm. That yeah, special. Not, that's the last one on Netflix? Yeah, that yeah. Was. That's the one that she opened with like, my vagina smells bad. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, come on, Amy. <laughs> you You're better, better than, than a stinky vagina joke <laughs> at this point in your career. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that you know. was, um, in my opinion, that was... Uh, she didn't put a whole lot of effort into that. No. Set. She she took the paycheck. Yeah. They're like, do you want this like, paycheck? Can you put together an hour? Uh, Yeah, sure. I'll put together an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, then and it's, it's just like the same thing that a Kevin yeah. Hart is doing is because he's yeah. such mm-hmm. a demand. And so he, he know these, uh his fans are ravenous for any type of content that he's going to put out. Yeah. So he's going to put out. So his, I, I don't know, the last three or four specials he's done that were just mediocre. And, yeah. you know, mediocre for him is a, a high bar for most comics anyway. Sure. But mm-hmm. it's yeah. still mediocre. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, but he has, I, I feel like he has sold out his brand in a certain mm-hmm. extent to give uh, his fans a lot of content. Yeah. Whereas I think uh, the Dave Chappelle's and the um, uh, Chris Rock's, they they don't put out they don't really put out really bad work. They try, mm-hmm. you know, it might yeah. be not work that they are they are uh, that is that is I would say has staying power, but they felt it in the moment they were doing it. They're just not giving it out just because oh, I'm giving you content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think agree. they have a little bit more integrity about the work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amy Schumer has no integrity. Right. About, about the work. <laughs> no. About the yeah. work. About the work. About, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as comedy as an art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm... I, I try to be sympathetic towards most people that are on a big platform unless they're a total monster just because until you're in their shoes dealing with those pressures and those demands, it's kind of hard to... 
Also, for the to record, what I you would, would take a job with Jimmy Fallon or Amy Schumer <laughs> if one was offered. Oh, I don't know if I, I could like, be around Jimmy I, Fallon. Should for I be that bashing one? certain late night people? No, nah, it's fine. Well, I, don't know. I think there's certain, <laughs> but I think to I, don't, I, draw I, my I, line I think that's <laughs> no. Well, I just think is it is like uh, I think it could be a hell in some mm-hmm. respects if you are writing for somebody that you don't feel is funny and you're. I mean, he is funny. I'm not taking mm-hmm. that away from yeah. him. He's not my funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't enjoy him. He's just like this, a certain type of uh, humor that, like, if you were trapped with it on on a road trip, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, God. He's just at the backseat playing the guitar, yeah, doing an Adam Sandler oh, yeah. impression oh, the whole time. The whole time. Six hours. Yeah, and for somebody else, that might be hilarious. Yeah. And they're all 12-year-olds yeah. and they're boys. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> they would love it. But uh, to be and to write just for that paycheck, I mm-hmm. think... Uh, that that think I think that could be grueling. Yeah, yeah. well, because yeah. when that's your when that's your full time job, then you don't have time to do, or you don't have as much mm-hmm. time to work on your own stuff. So you're like, I'm sacrificing my personal growth as a, an artist and as a comedian to write jokes for this voice that I don't necessarily believe yeah. in. Or mm-hmm. um, so. Well, we don't have to worry yeah. about that anyway because we're women, so we'll never see the inside of one of those rooms. Has he? I think <laughs> did he? Did no, he, I think he's. I think. Oh wait, does he have women in his room? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, or who's he does? The, yeah, uh, who's the one that only has one? Like one. Of, that's Colbert. Only has. Oh, one, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, I mean that that might have changed, but Colbert, if we're talking a big game about mm-hmm. uh, being inclusive with women, only has like one or two w- women with a staff of like thirteen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, no, Fallon. Fallon has Joe Firestone is there. Jasmine Pierce. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex Song did a season mm-hmm. on his show, uh, and All she right. was past guest and. Um, there's, I think a total of five women on okay. his staff. Right. That one? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. New, um, I, okay, I, lo- I like you even more now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or actually, I like you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like you slightly more than I did 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think Joe Firestone is... She's hilarious. So funny. Yeah. So the fact that he had the, the eye to pick up on that, nice. uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But, um... And Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Good for those women. Good for them. <laughs> I'm still a bartender, but I'm very happy for them. <laughs> Going back to the Grammys, did you see anyone in person that you really freaked out about? Mm, no, I didn't get a chance to see um, anyone in person. Um, I, did, I, I do have a um, friend, kind of, this guy that is on... Um, He's on a Gotham show. He plays the Riddler. And uh, <laughs> so he saw me tweet out that I'm at the Grammys. And, he, you know, he saw me and I tweeted out a picture of my tux and whatever. And he's like, girl, I'm here at the Grammys too. We got to meet up <laughs> at some of the parties. And I was like, I was thinking about because it's like two, $300 to get into one of those parties yeah. or more. And I was thinking, I was like, I am not going to these, this yeah. party mm-hmm. that you're going to be at. Yeah. I mean, uh so I was like, "Yeah, I hope I'll run into you," because <laughs> I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want. I didn't want to bust the illusion, especially of me and my tuxedo on, that I'm a poor comic right. and I would not be at the parties. I um, I'm done. I mean, the Grammys. Uh, that was my big uh, yeah. Cinderella ball. I didn't know you had to pay for those parties. I didn't know that either. Yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Nothing is free. Nothing at lady. all, unless you're the richest people, and then right. everything is yeah. free for them. <laughs> Come in. It makes yeah. no they sense. They should charge Beyonce two hundred dollars yeah. to get into the parties. No, because and then let someone else in for free. No, because you are going to the party because Beyonce right, is at right. the party. That's true. Oh, Everybody man. wants. And aren't we all like that? Not. Uh, I know why um, they bump uh, comics off uh, comedy shows to put on like stars like Jerry Seinfeld. I got whatever. bumped for Jerry Seinfeld. I got them yeah. <laughs> my first time there. <laughs> because when people leave, they will say, "Oh, Jerry Seinfeld was there." And yeah, they, and that. That is like, I saw Jerry Seinfeld at uh, Gotham. You know? Yeah. And so that makes them, his little word of mouth, and it makes the, the club get a lot of, uh, you know, notoriety just from that little mm-hmm. thing. Oh, so for I sure. So I understand it. Yeah. So I would love to say I was at a party with Beyonce. Yeah. And got thrown out because I tried to touch her. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have those two stories. <laughs> she tried to sneak in pretending to work here. <laughs> she had on a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Okay, I guess we'll get into our topic for today. So we're diking out about teachers, but a big reason for that is that they're at the center of this national debate right now about whether or not they should be uh, also playing the role of first armed responder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In addition to the other 10 jobs that they're already right. asked to do for a living wage. so It's, it's two reasons teachers teach. One, uh, those are the people that really believe in what they do. They love the job. They love kids. Those mm-hmm. are the remarkable people. And there's all other people that teach because... Very few times you turn down a person to teach. You could always teach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a you got a degree. You could probably teach. You're like ah, worst case scenario, I'll teach. Yeah. yeah. So those two people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those two people are in the school system. Yeah. And those two types of people, neither one of them, uh, do you want to have guns? Right. Yes. The, yeah. The teacher that. Don't really like the kids. <laughs> I would say especially those ones. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You're talking about random shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You don't want the, you don't want that to be the case. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like right now teachers are being talked about in a way that people usually talk about the military almost, like mm-hmm. that they're these on the front line, they're all these brave all heroes. patriots, yeah. heroes. And I'm not knocking at teachers because I definitely, you know, I have teachers in my family and it's yeah. it's a very important and a very hard job and I'm not knocking that, but they're, they are normal people and they have problems just like everybody else yeah. and they, they are not... Um, I mean, even law enforcement has problems and many of them shouldn't have guns. So right. if, I, I already don't think that most of law enforcement <laughs> should be packing heat. Now probably you want to give it to teachers? Most what? people who have a gun on them for a living probably shouldn't if you really drill down to it. Like, yeah. well, they, you, they, a lot of those guys get into the police force and the military because they have that, that hero complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like the... Uh, the Zimmermans. Uh, yep. Yeah, they want to be uh, security. They want to be. They want to be over people. They want to be in charge. Uh, the one man neighborhood watch. Exactly. Well, and those and because guys, because because he couldn't get in the police. Force. Exactly. Yeah. 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 The ones who get rejected for things like the police or the military are for especially the one. Yeah. Because <laughs> for a reason. Because I can yeah. tell you, here's where I have a little bit of personal experience in this. My uh, my dad was a police officer for 20 years. Then taught at the police academy in Nebraska for I think well, like four years or so, and now he's he's essentially like a courtroom security person. It's it's just like a low stress job that's fine for his age and everything. However, uh, what was most alarming to me was when he was a an instructor at the academy. The things he would say about the standards that they have there for incoming uh, I think they call them cadets, cadets or something, yeah. and then the standards that they have for graduation and they are like the most bare minimum thing you can, I mean, they're, they bear, they have to have like a seventh or eighth grade reading comprehension. Um, they, like he said that most of the, of the classes that they get, most of them are incapable of running like a running a mile or of most of, of, of passing even the lowest basic physical requirement so we're not talking about we're not talking about olivia benson's here yeah right? <laughs> detective olivia benson is so it above took this her years to what she's had to. Uh, she must have killed it in basic training um and like some shorts I, and a t-shirt uh but yeah but like he i mean and and he is a very flawed person and then cops in general i i'm just extremely skeptical of them who's because who's your father yeah of course okay. yeah uh, and, and and just <laughs> of course well, this, i don't know I mean, him. This, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well this the I mean, job really is is one of those things where they they always take it home they always oh okay there's the chip on their shoulder is it just it never goes away they think the world's out to get them they have that complex of like I'm here to solve a problem in every room they walk into and I'm in charge and you know, I'm doing this. They're, they're just, there's a reason that their divorce rate is one of the highest of any occupation. Like mm-hmm. these are not, these are people who are already prone to fits of rage, you know, um, a little bit of like the narcissism and the authority complex and everything. So then you put a gun in their hands and all of a sudden they, they, there are overlords and right. they yeah. act as judge during an executioner in obviously a lot of situations that we've seen, I can't imagine 
I can't imagine the logic of placing a, a we- this, that same weapon in the hands of someone who didn't go through any kind of formal training and who doesn't even want it in the first place. Like, it just I, makes I just no think it's fucking a, it's, it's sense just to a, me. It's an indictment on our society that that is even a leg- uh, argument that we're even having. Yeah. I, 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 think yeah. mo- I, I think it will never... Uh, reach the light of day, but the fact that we actually haven't discussed this with any type of, uh, you know, uh, reason that you're trying to arm teachers, whatever, you know, the the, uh, Republican Party was all about prevention. Remember they, you know, abstinence, you know. uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Remember they, oh, really don't want to give kids uh, birth control and condoms? No, they shouldn't fuck. But when we are talking about uh, AK, uh, AR-15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they, yeah, they can have one of those. Yeah, they can have yeah. one of those. Yeah, they're capable yeah. of making those kind of decisions. Yeah. They're not capable of. They can't be capable of using a condom, but right. a, a, a semi-automatic <laughs> weapon. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy to how quick. I mean, no, it's not crazy because I don't know. I, I find uh, Republicans, especially, to just be super hypocritical. Mm-hmm. But how fast their positions and opinions change on a dime. So you did have this armed deputy outside of mm-hmm. the school where the shooting was. And he didn't go in the building, and they all jump on him, calling him a coward. I'm oh, like, yeah. this guy's gonna kill himself. Blue like, lives he's got matter the, until yeah, and until this that is yeah. the thing, though. This is what I wanted to say about that, and I'm glad that you brought that up. This is a guy that knows what destruction that a semi-automatic mm-hmm. weapon can do. Yeah, you know, you're gonna run into a. You know this. You've seen the carnage yeah. before. I mean, he's been on the force for a long time, mm-hmm. and I think that's also almost insane to think because we're we're thinking with those the, the kind of because uh, we're watching too much fucking uh, television. Yeah, yeah. you run in a building like you, you know, you Mel Gibson in one of his dumb <laughs> movies. Um, <laughs> You to, uh, to you got to find the attacker because you don't know the mm-hmm. bullets are echoing everywhere yeah. and the, the, just the the idea that you could have stopped him one man and yeah. he has a a, uh, a semi automatic weapon that is firing at rounds like thirty forty yeah. in, yeah. a, in a sec. Are you insane? I would have yeah. waited yeah. for help too. <laughs> yeah, you know what help comes. Help has mm-hmm. help has guards on. They have you know helmets on. They mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Yeah, they they are going in as a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not fucking tr- getting this uh, maniac out that has a semi. Even 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 though he's a police officer mm-hmm. and he's yeah. about to retire too. He was. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's been on the force for a long time because he's he's up for retirement. Because that's usually what they put in schools. <laughs> yeah. The resource officers yeah. are always more the older guys. For you to yeah. really think about your mortality, right? Right. Yeah. Like, oh fuck, I'm I'm out of here in four months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think he. Th- I thought about it in terms of you know, like I'm sorry that these uh, kids are these people are uh, life is on the stake. Mm-hmm. But I think he actually had to think about the the uh, the the risk involved in going in there or staying out and like waiting for help to come and help mm-hmm. three other guys. They also did come. Stay. Yeah, they also yeah. stayed out and waited yeah. for. Um, uh, the, like the, backup or whatever. Backup yeah, yeah. So, so this deputy Peterson, he's actually suing now because the the sheriff um, also made it sound like he was a coward and he was disappointed in him and he should have gone inside. Sheriff and, is the fucking asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He is. An, he is an asshole. So he's saying that his guy's a coward, didn't do the right thing. And the guy's saying that, you know, as far as the report I had was that the gunfire was outside, which at some point it was, and he was following the procedure for that, which was, you know, you have to stake out the situation. You can't just run into a building full of kids, Mm -hmm. gun drawn, and just start, like, there's all this confusion. So, yeah, he has, like, a million thoughts running through his head. But how quick everybody up to, you know, the president of the United States... Turn they can throw him under the bus and they can and keep their agenda moving. The yeah, but they'll come to the, the defense of a cop that shoots an unarmed man, right. black man, so fast. Or, and, and, yeah. and or defend a child. Him, yeah. Or child. Or, 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 yeah. And defend them so fast and, you know. Blue lives, blue lives, yeah, yeah, blue lives. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, fit, it's just fits their narrative. Um, guns overall. Needs. It's right. guns over everything. Anything to defend the guns and say it wasn't the guns' fault. Anyone that they can point to to to, to take the fall yeah. for it. I just uh, don't see how anyone doesn't just 
think about this and follow like okay, follow the who benefits from chain when you think about these these radical or these you know these ideas like arming teachers. Who benefits from this? And it always goes back to the gun manufacturers. How does anyone not see this? Like it makes me crazy. Yeah. They're paying these people to fill the airwaves with these talking points from the NRA. And all it does, and they've they've really figured it out what the gun thing is, how to tap into toxic masculinity, among other things, and convince people, convince men, and especially young men who are feeling, you know, the typical like the 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 prototype of the men who usually commit these crimes, and convincing them that these guns are like the only are, are like a necessary thing to achieving the ideal of masculinity. Like yeah. it just, it's so simple. And I, I work with a person, a woman who's uh, French and she was asking me, she asked me to explain, she basically said, so the second amendment, she is kind of familiar with the second amendment and she goes, well, what does it mean? And I was like, well, I mean, I, it, you know, it means this and this. She goes, well, why do Americans love guns? And I was like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just... Why do you like bagels? Yeah. No, croissants. <laughs> don't question what? us. I don't know. Why do you have fancy on? cigarettes and red wine for dinner? No, um, no, but she's absolutely but I, right. I couldn't, to question I couldn't why. articulate it, though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this happened last night, and she was like, well, why? And I was like, um, I, Amer- I don't know. We just love guns here. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, I know. But this is what I was... Uh, this is the thought I had. And, and this... This they will be banned. I believe that in my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the semi-automatic weapons will be banned, and when they are, I guarantee you nobody will think about them ever again mm-hmm. because we won't have to, we won't talk about this carnage anymore. And so they will see the results of taking these weapons off the street. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> All the, before that happens, all you can see is what's before you. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't want you to take my weapon away. You're not a real hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not a real hunter, not with that type of weapon. You yeah. are killing, you are right. You are ruining the meat. Yeah. yeah. And, that's and not that's, a hunting weapon. That's yeah. Not, yeah. A, not a hunting weapon. Yeah. That is for mass destruction. Yeah. That is not even a good targeting uh, uh, gun. I've, mm-hmm. I shot one when I was in uh, performing for the troops when I was in, in um, Alaska. And uh, and it, I, I shot everything. I was shot with Glocks and and, mm-hmm. and nine millimeters and all that. So I was shooting everything, and I was I didn't touch anybody any uh, any target at all. I put used that 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 uh, semi-automatic weapon, and I hit everybody's target, everybody's target mm-hmm. in some way, and not you know just ripping it to shreds because that's all that thing is. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just total and complete destruction. That's all yeah. it is. It's, master, it's not for any you know. Um, any specific uh, target mm-hmm. is for yeah. anything that you have in in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's for mass destruction. There was an article posted, I think it was in the Atlantic, maybe by mm-hmm. one of the ER nurses, or not oh, not the ER yeah. nurse, the um, the radiologist or who whoever oh, reads this. I haven't read that. That's actually on my list. I, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I saw that article too. Yeah. Do you mind if I spoil it a little bit? <laughs> no, 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 no. I so, don't think. Yeah, the yeah. spoiling is uh, not the <laughs> word, so, but yeah. She said that usually when you see uh, a gunshot wound on an X-ray. It's a it's a clear path of the a clear line of the bullet going mm-hmm. through. If it passes through a liver or something, it's a line that the bullet makes with it. But when it's a bullet from an AR fifteen, she likened it to an overripe melon being hit with um, like a sledgehammer because it comes with such a velocity that it basically makes the organ like implode on itself. So yes. it's, wow. it, it is like a killing machine. Yeah. It's so hard to uh, survive that. I, I was reading something today of one of the Las Vegas survivors mm-hmm. who had her uh, eye shot out and she has shrapnel all in her face and in her head. And there are just like gray pieces of shrapnel that are like slowly making their way to the yeah. surface. Yeah. But like she's always going to have just shrapnel in her head and in her face because wow. of the way that it just explodes when it when it mm-hmm. hits you. I mean these these things that there's the other, no that's there's the no purpose too, like, for it. When they talk about arming teachers, well, first of all, schools aren't the only places where these things happen. Sure, yeah. Where else? What else? Who else are you going to arm now? Like 
Movie theater. The kids work in the concession stand at movie theaters. I used to work the concession or, yes, stand. Yes, you did. You had a lengthy career as a kid in high I was, school. I was like a concessionist for three years. Can you years. imagine like selling a $14 raisinette? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think of like one teacher I had in high school who could have possibly been trusted with a weapon in their hands. No, so, so, and there's not one. But, there's but, not one. But think of, the ones, think of the ones who would have jumped on this opportunity oh, can, yeah. are the ones that you do not want having. It's the weird shop teacher yep. the the guy the beard who's only that's a, too long. Who's, a, who's a history teacher but the only because he wants to yeah yeah, the yeah. yeah there's the, always the, the teacher that only teacher. wants to coach football so that's why he became a teacher yeah so he teaches social studies but he his full-time job is the coach as of, uh, he yeah. puts on hoosiers and the class watches that while he's <laughs> yeah. working on plays and shit I had one gym teacher that you just had to say the word period and you didn't have to do anything oh, yeah, in gym class he would have had he would have had to go Man, I, got, I was screwed. I had female PE teachers who would never buy that from us. We we're like, we have periods. She's like, yeah, so do I. Right now, you're you're running. Do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite PE teachers was a woman. I loved her. Mm-hmm. Mrs. D's. Um, it's just I wait, think was we're she asking, a lesbian? Huh? Yeah, was she a lesbian? I think she was. <laughs> I was gonna say, 70, Mine wasn't. Seventy five percent of my uh, female gym teachers were lesbians. Yeah, yeah. that's a lifer position. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they oh, stay on forever. Two, two of them were very old, very old ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my my one in elementary school. I I think I've told this story before that um, she was a lesbian, and it, it was a friend who came up to me and was like, "Hey, do you want to know how lesbians have sex?" I'm like, "Yes." Tell me all about it. <laughs> I'm like nine or ten, and she's like, "One of them poops on a plate." <laughs> And the other one eats it. And I'm like, gross. And then every time I looked at Miss Tack, my gym teacher, she's probably dead now. I would just like look at her lips and like look for traces of feces. I'm like, I don't think she's gay. I don't think she's been eating poop. Yeah, like like if she talked me too close, I'm like, I don't want to smell the poop on her breath from all that lesbian sex she's having. Oh my God. Oh, that's terrible. That conversation was just like a precursor to Reddit because I'm sure there's some weird Reddit thread about like poop eating and it being a sexual thing or yeah, well, I, 4chan I know, or something. Like, you, you know those things start somewhere with kids. Yeah, of course. Like, who, oh yeah, they overheard her? somebody say like, something which, like or, that. What was attitude. the original kid that like came up with that? I think their dad was just like, this dyke at work is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's like... <laughs> and the kid just takes it and runs with it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. Oh, that's great. Uh, you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. I I find that there are um, a lot of lesbian teachers in... There was only one in my school, but we were all very well aware of it. I had at least four in my high school. I'm from the Midwest, so it wasn't. If they were gay, then they weren't. That's out. tough to tell. Yeah, usually they had Miz. Yeah, mm-hmm. Omaha, Nebraska, right Kansas here. Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, I lived in KC for a while. Mm-hmm. This is part of the Bartle Hall, uh, the skyline right here. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I love KC. Yeah, so I was just KC pointing to a tattoo on her arm for anyone wondering. <laughs> what, oh yeah, what that, that was. was. <laughs> it's radio magic here. <laughs> Podcast magic. <laughs> Gotta. Oh, that's great. I, I was so happy. Uh, I think when I uh, I had a best friend and um, he uh, he had his mother was gay that I found out a little. I don't know how I didn't find I didn't under, I didn't know this, but uh, his mother was gay and I had a crush on his sister and um, she was she turned out to be gay too. And I was like, wow, what, why couldn't I have been yeah. two years older? <laughs> uh, but anyway, so he was having a fight one day <clears throat> and um, the kid that he was having a fight with and he beat up this kid and the kid before he ran home said, that's why your, your mom's a dyke. She, two women shouldn't be living in the same house and sleeping in the same bed. And then I was like, I, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> And I was so happy. Yeah, <laughs> I was You're so like, happy that, uh, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't put it together at yeah. all. And I've, I've been over his house more than anybody. I mean, I, we've been knowing each other since uh, like fifth grade. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, this is like junior high school or something like that. Yeah, and he said, it, and I was like, wow, yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. It's I that, like your mom. That particular like illuminating moment yeah. when yeah. you realize you've. You you know someone like yeah, you know exactly. someone and then and, she and then was the so feelings pretty. yeah uh, and uh, she was so pretty and she just good with her hands she had her own business I think she's selling real, real estate and whatever and her daughter actually went into that too and um, so they like he was my best friend I was always over there and so I was like oh wow I know these people these people are my family and whatever so it was so That's cool great. yeah to know that. I remember and well, we had to beat up a guy to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> the the first time that that I saw uh, lesbians in the wild, where I like recognized it, what was my was my gym teacher, and oh, really? I was at the mall, and she was at the food court with her girlfriend, and they were sitting across from each other, um, and they like you could just tell they were together and right. they weren't just friends. Mm-hmm. And I was with my mom, and I just saw her, and I froze, and I'm just staring at them. I'm like. <gasps> And I, I was you just know what you were fascinated. I was just fascinated. I was like so happy that mm-hmm. I like caught this moment, but then I was also like, I can't tell anybody about this. And I just felt like I was protecting like her lesbian. So even though she was like such like a butch lesbian yeah. gym teacher, like, come on, it's dodgeball time, you know? And uh, <laughs> total movie stereotype. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, she she was so sweet, but I I was just like so excited, and then like the rest of the time we're at the mall. I'm like, Mom, I'm, I'm hungry. Can we go back to the food court? And she's like, No, we we're already at the food court. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with the yeah. food You're court? You're on your third and orange Julius. They, they had this uh, banana republic bag, and then it started a thing for me. Then I was always like cruising banana republic looking for lesbians because I'm like, This is where they shop. Oh, the and like stretching. I didn't realize, yeah, exactly. yeah. Where they shop. yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize that I was gay at the time right. but it was just like this fascination of like well I want to see more of this I want to mm-hmm. see I don't know if you do do you know but I know there was like when I you was you don't get what it is but right. you, know you don't something. get what yeah cause it's like yeah. I, it was this little girl I remember uh, I couldn't have been any more than the second or third grade this girl was just I had to be next to her mm-hmm. I had yeah. to stand next to her yeah. and then uh, I started bringing her candy and it was just and she just made my uh, my heart smile. Yeah, yeah. And that's Aww. all I can remember 
back then it was just being happy to be around this girl. Yeah. And I never felt that way about anybody. It was now there were teachers, uh, older women that uh as teachers that I kind of bonded to and I don't know if that was uh, you know, me um, uh, you know, projecting my gayness mm-hmm. or just that they were just like mother figures or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But this girl was definitely somebody I was like, oh, this this makes me smile. This makes me happy mm-hmm, yeah. just to be around her. Yeah. Yeah, those like those little crushes when you're a kid, but you don't in hindsight it's perfectly clear why. Yeah. Exactly. I was so yeah, I had a friend like that in, in school and I would always like I would always like try to contrive situations in which I could be like sitting with her or like sitting at lunch with her or something and and now I think I blocked her on Facebook as she sells Mary Kay, but <laughs> so like, I- now she's annoying, but <laughs> when we were little kids, I was like, oh, she's so cute. I always wonder that, too, though. Do t- do the teachers know before we do? Because I think when oh, we're kids, we, we don't realize how observant teachers are and mm-hmm. how much they know about us. And then I didn't learn until later, till my friends became teachers, how much teachers gossip about the kids. That for It, it is like a source of entertainment. It's like, mm-hmm. did you hear this person dating this person? Mm-hmm. When I was in school, I, I didn't think the teachers gave a shit about that yeah. or cared or were even paying attention. But when, when I came back to visit one of my favorite teachers from high school, um, I said something about how I'd just been in San Francisco and he said, oh, did you go there to get married? And I was like, <laughs> how do you know? I mean, I didn't, I didn't get, I know I've been right. married a bunch, but uh, that, that wasn't one a of the bunch. times. <laughs> oh. That's a hilarious unit of measure for number of marriages. I've been uh, married a, a bunch. bunch. <laughs> like bananas. Right. right. Yeah. Oh, I definitely great. know that my teachers probably knew that I was yeah. gay because uh, everybody knew I was gay. I mean, like, it, I think it bothered my father to no end because mm. it was always like these little things that I couldn't understand. It's like, uh, act like a girl, uh, stop playing, uh, sit down, and uh, all these kind of, mm-hmm. you know, um, directives to to make me, uh, I guess, not as because uh, I'm I was naturally a uh, athletic child and I liked sports and whatever whatever and it just really bothered him. But I was like, and then he would just say, "Act like a girl," and I was like, I could never understood that because I was like, I'm am a girl, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever I do, I'm acting like a girl, a girl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that never, that never, uh, that never, that always confused me greatly. And I always I had a joke about it. It was like. Um, I was always one of those kids that you could always tell, like, oh, uh, you know, like, you know, like you had a picnic or something like, like, oh, my, who's, who's, whose girl is that? Yeah. You better put a dress on her quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. And then I was like, yeah. And then uh, now me and the dress are upset. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now you're uh, in a tux at the Grammys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now, yeah, exactly. And also, one thing that I realized too is like when they put these uh, kind of restrictions on you, because my father always wanted me to dress a certain way and whatever. And not that he made me dress a certain way, but he like, look at your sister. You, you should dress more like that kind of thing. But I realized too is like the, how you dress also uh, is an expression of who you are. And mm-hmm. that's also what people find attractive about you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your your particular style, how mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, you kind of carry yourself. And so if you're dressing like in a way that is not authentically you, mm-hmm. you are bringing, a, you, you're confusing people that are probably mm-hmm. be naturally attracted to you. Yeah. Yeah. You so. just described my early 20s. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, when I was in, when I, well, I guess my late teens, early 20s, but yeah, when I was in uh, college, I, I I was still kind of I went to Northwest Missouri State in Maryville, Missouri. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. and um, so a fairly small conservative, mm-hmm. you know, kind of town, and uh, and basically, I was in a sorority, and I was, uh, uh, you know, I was my social was, circle was all like straight women, right? Like, mm-hmm. Very straight. Who are all teachers now, actually? But anyway. I was trying to, I had like long hair and I remember not consciously trying to like fool anyone or myself, but I would pick out, you know, the clothes that everyone else was wearing and be like, okay, if I can just, 
if I can just get through this next social mm-hmm. thing, looking like all the rest of the women here, I'll be okay. Right. And that, but I, and I remember like having these sort of like pretend crushes on guys because my friends did. Mm-hmm. And, but I was not attracting anyone. Like, I think I, I repelled men even more <laughs> as trying to look that part than I do now looking more right. and better like than them, you know, right, like right. more like them and better than them. So, um, yeah, ugh, that, that is very true about like when you're not, when you're dressing the part, you are, you're not, you're not fooling anyone and you're not attracting anyone at the same time. Exactly. It was just, it was rough. Right. Um, I actually, my college experience was, I was around, uh, women and some of them were gay because I was, I was playing, co- uh, college basketball. And so, uh, but it was just, it was not the thing to do to just be out about it. So it was yeah. like, uh, almost like you could, you could be around one of them, but you can't be around all three of them because it looks like a gay <laughs> click. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Break. Like someone yeah. sees us. Yeah, so it was. It was even then. I can I can uh, remember that kind of di- dynamic uh, mm-hmm. going on even in college. And it was like, I remember the first time I came on campus and my coach uh, that picked me up from um, the uh, train station. He was uh, he was he was you know he was uh, driving me around or whatever. No, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. Because I remember one of the players on the team, and they were walking by, and somebody was walking by, and they said, uh, "This is." This is the gym. This is the theater. Oh, that girl's gay. And I was like, <laughs> damn. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what did I get into? <laughs> and so this is South Carolina. I, was, uh, I went to college in South Carolina, and I was like, ah. Oh, man. Ah, I don't want to be pointed out. Of the, I don't want to right. be pointed out walking on the street like, oh, she's gay. Like on the, yeah. on the tour, yeah, the yeah, student the tour. tour. <laughs> on the tour. There's our gay. And there's our gay right there. That's oh, the my gay. God. That's the gay. Wow. We oh. had one uh, um, gra- uh, graduate last year, but we have one more. So right. This is our, <laughs> We've our met our core state quota of one. <laughs> last game. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. I wonder, which teacher did, from your past do you think recognized first that maybe you're the gay kid in their class? Mine would be my fifth grade teacher for sure. Oh. I was in a real heavy tomboy phase in fifth grade. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, was like, I was from like second grade to fifth grade. I was like trying real hard to be Macaulay Culkin. That was like my <laughs> ambition in life was just to like look like a cute little boy like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> I had these bangs. The cutest boy I, in I had school. these bangs and I would like wet them in front of the mirror and like comb them over and try oh, to get yeah. like that, you know. Oh, and that, then, co- that, yeah, that comb over was so cool. Yeah. That had. Yeah. I was trying to get that going, mm. but. Um, I'm I'm sure somebody noticed. Second grade teacher definitely did. Yeah. Oh, I know I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they all know. Honestly, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what well, one interesting thing too with going back to the the teachers and the guns, it's like we're expecting these teachers to basically lay their life on the line to save their students mm-hmm. uh, at all costs. And, and now that this is school safety is such a big focus, and you're supposed to be. Uh, giving up your life and but it isn't school safety isn't the it, focus mm-hmm. it isn't a, no and in in a lot of schools a lot of these gay teachers mm-hmm. uh can still lose their jobs just for being gay so mm-hmm. you can't even afford them the right to be who they are but mm-hmm. you want them to be able to give up their life right I mean, I know those are kind of like two different mm-hmm. issues but it it's again it's that cherry picking this what people think the roles of teachers should be and what privileges should and should not be extended to them. And not to mention all the things that they talk about, like with arming guards and all this kind of stuff in school that already exists in a lot of schools. Yeah. But it's not helping. Who wants that? Right. Who wants their, their school life to be, yeah, to be, you know, uh, similar to a prison. Nobody Mm -hmm. wants that. And you don't want your kids exposed to guns to that degree, anyway. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that you're walking around and you you see pe- guns on holsters and in your school. Yeah, that's. I, I think that is ridiculous, and that's. And I I have a problem with capitalism to the to the extent that we trade on so many things that are 
that are valuable in our society. I think so. Some certain things should be socialized. Healthcare oh, sure. should be socialized. Definitely, schools should be socialized. Yep. Because those are the things that can make uh, a difference in people's lives and um, get them to the point that they can have upward mobi- mobility. Yeah. But when you when you are doing, you are selling uh, at all costs for and, and selling out people for all at all costs then what good is capitalism yeah i mean you're no better than than the soviets you absolutely not um and if we got to the point and actually it's more toxic than that that you know you having what one percenters own uh nearly 40 to 50 percent of you know all the wealth yeah all the wealth yeah yeah that's ridiculous that means they may be able to make decisions um that will impact 90 Five percent of, mm-hmm. of the nation, and yeah. that is ridiculous to have that that amount of power. Yeah, it's also I feel like schools are more focused on obedience than safety. Like I think that I think that grades are a measure of obedience, not necessarily intelligence. But mm-hmm. also, if you look at schools that have, especially schools in uh, in like like low income districts or schools with more students of color in them, the way these kids are disciplined by teachers is. Way harsher than they are in schools that are predominantly, predominantly white. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, there's empirical data to back that up too. Like, yep. the- but it's not even. Uh, it's 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 not even just a. I mean, I think that's how they. This one way that they have did a great job in trying to divide us. But mm-hmm. the bigger thing is it's a uh, a, a rich man poor thing mm-hmm. because in rural areas where there are a lot of poor white. Um, People that the, the the schools are no better. Mm-hmm. The schools are are just as terrible uh, in these you know yeah. urban neighborhoods. They that, may not be as crowded, but they are just as bad. Oh and my god, no they are, they're horrible. Yeah. They're yeah. horrible. Yeah, and you and you and they and there was just a um, the study done uh, news and world report about the the best states to live in, and they ranked them. Of course, and most of the southern states were at the bottom because they ranked them based on education, mm-hmm. healthcare. Um, the uh, economy, their economy, uh, some other factors, but uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, mm-hmm. all, all of them were in the you know in yeah. the lower uh, the 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 lower top <laughs> range. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the, they're fifty coming in fifty, forty nine, forty eight, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that because they keep their poor poor, yeah, right, and they keep them ignorant and poor, yeah, for a reason. And so these are the kind of people that are strapping on guns because that's all they fucking got. Yeah. No, we 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 have their identity of being American and what American means to, to to carry a gun, but your your state doesn't care anything about you to the degree that they're keeping you dumb and ignorant mm-hmm. and yeah. and unhealthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so for you real. know, you got Louisiana and you know, got all those. You know, it's the majority of of, uh, of 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 Louisiana is is white poor people, but you know that's all you. Uh, they don't. They're not. They're, they were. They were at the. They were fifty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were. You know, lower. Uh, worse than education. Worse than yeah. healthcare. Worse than everything. And they they will continue to be. And their uh, constituents will continue to vote for shit like. Arming teachers instead yeah, of yeah. paying for uh, better teachers and paying teachers and and having social workers in school, social yeah. workers in school and having health care, mental health care, yeah. counseling. Yeah, um, the, the, yes. the, the, le- the least you know, the the dumber and the poorer you can keep people, the more you have control over them. It's Absolutely. that simple. And that's, that's what, what it is. is. And, and they've, like I said, they've they've used race against poor whites against, you know, blacks too, mm-hmm. because at the very end of the day, you're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm better than you. Right. That was the great lie of the, you know, the power structure and this, like this, this conservative power structure of convincing white poor people that they were on a different side, like not even on a different side, but that they were better off, I guess, mm-hmm. than, you know, black poor people, basically, if, if you know. And I think that is so, that's what, that's what kills me about this whole thing is that it truly is rich versus poor. That's all that's it is. That's all it fucking is. Yeah. It's this tiny group of people and the rest of us. And right. if you're not one of them, you're one of us and yeah. that's it. Like, but they've, they've made the game so intricate in, in terms of, uh, of brainwashing uh, poor people into thinking, I mean, uh, white poor people into thinking that we're, 
we are not the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are the same. We are battling for the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Just like even with, you know, they kept going into all these uh, um, rural areas where, you know, um, they want jobs, they want health care. They, they were voting against their own self-interest. They were, yeah. like, mm-hmm. they had so many instances where they were, like, Trump was saying that he's going to get rid of Obamacare, and then when he gets in office, and then he says he's trying to get rid of the ACA, and they were like, uh, you know, like the ACA is just a, a uh, the official term for official Obama term, but, but like your your particular your uh, particular healthcare company could be something else. So like people are like, oh, I got I'm getting my uh, was like my Kaiser cut off. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- that ain't ACA. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So you didn't care yeah, because yeah, you all you cared yeah. about was the racist dog whistles that were blown throughout exactly. The, but the you was thinking that no, uh, you know, Obamacare is bad, but right. my, yeah. what my free insurance that I'm getting or my my very reasonable insurance that I'm getting is good. Yeah, and so when they cut it off, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, <laughs> and I was like, how can you not know that? But yeah. it's like they keep you. You, they keep you dumb. Yeah. Right. They depend on it. They yeah. depend on Absolutely depend on it. Yeah. Well, Pat, I'm glad you're more optimistic about the <laughs> weapons being. <laughs> well, no, I don't know I if it's... I'm actually very inspired by these well, uh, young people. And, and oh, young yeah. people start, start change. They yes. started in the 60s. They started in during the uh, civil rights movement. Yes. During the Vietnam War. So, It'd be amazing to yeah. see a spike in the, the demographic <laughs> of that age group. That yeah. the, the brand new voters coming out in the midterms. Oh, that would be incredible. Could you imagine, like, yeah. if there was a, sp- a noticeable spike yeah. in the eighteen to mm-hmm. twenty year olds voting because in midterms? Because they are so they are so um, uh, passionate, and yeah, that's, and that's how that's one reason that Barack got elected because they were so passionate. The passion, they went out yeah. and talking to people, whatever. Yeah. They're going to do the same thing in this coming yeah. election. They are fired up, and and you know. You remember how you are when you were 18 years old. That that passion don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It don't leave for yeah. years. Yeah. It doesn't. So, it's just sometimes yeah. my knees and my ankles hurt <laughs> as I'm trying to get out of bed and have that passion. Yeah. That's the difference now. And my back I, hurts. Right. I'm Everything sorry. hurts now, but, you know, the they, passion's still there. Yeah. No, I'm just saying the youth have the, all that oh, passion yeah, and yeah. they have the energy. Yes. Yeah, you know, the passion and the energy to do those things. So. They've got the that's stamina. why we have Karina, the intern here, because yeah. she's eighteen and full of energy yeah. and passion. Yes. <laughs> energy and passion. Yeah, we we, we, <laughs> just we were just her, about to give up on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Karina roared in here, the real breath of fresh the, air, the rainbow flag. <laughs> yeah. Keep it going. She, she, yeah, <laughs> she convinced us to keep being gay, and here we are. <laughs> Don't you that's not be great. gay? <laughs> So we like to end the show with a random question, and this week's is, what is one important lesson or piece of advice that you want to give LGBTQ youth, since we're talking about the youths? <laughs> the youth. Remember that movie? The youth. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot I w- going on. I, w- I would just say, and it's really, really important to listen uh, to who you are authentically mm-hmm. and to be that. And it's going to be a lot of people that push back against. But you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You you know who you are. You we came out of uh, the womb knowing who we are, and then people try to change us. So, and I'm not talking about just being gay. I'm just talking about being the person you are. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean to borrow a slogan from a very popular. Uh, lobbying organization, it gets better. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. truly does. Like I just. I can honestly say that every, almost every year of my life has has incrementally improved as I've become more confident in who I am and, you know, and how I like to dress and how I like to look and the people I surround myself with. But it absolutely gets better. Um, and even your marriages get better. Yeah. Just the, the second one is better than the first. Yeah. Oh, the bunch yes. of marriages. That oh, that's great. Uh, I'm yeah. so inspired by you. I, I feel like I have a, a commitment issue, and you have none. Um, so She's I think the I need to, of that. I think I need to hang around you just to. I, get, I, have, a, I have a different kind of issue. Yeah, uh, I gotta get over that. Yeah. Well, uh, my my advice is like. Don't yeah, don't sweat it because mm-hmm. I I remember when when I was eighteen and nineteen I would I would be crying thinking I'm never gonna find anybody to love me mm-hmm. and I'm never gonna find like there aren't that many gay people out there and like to find one who's gonna love me is gonna be impossible Where are you from? and 
like Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> right. I don't, and, and I had, and I had girlfriends in, in high school, but like the second I was single, I had this panic that I, right. I was going to die alone, and that wasn't the case at all. And um, maybe that made me cling yeah. to some relationships. Also, whoever that I you have, have a desperate crush on at the moment, you're never going to give a shit about when you're a grown up. I promise. Like, yeah, I had some crushes that I thought were like. The end, Just, like yeah, the end all be all of like my yeah. whole life, and now I, I couldn't even probably name all of them. So yeah, that's yeah. gonna be fine too. Oh, crushes just kind of streamline what you like in a person. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it gets it just refines your taste a little bit. The more that yeah. you crush on different people, so crush away. So, yeah, <laughs> there we go. So, Pat, where can people find out when your shows are or how to follow you online? Go to my website, baby. Go to my website, and it, it is um, Pat Brown. Oh, no, I'm sorry. ComedianPatBrown.com. ComedianPatBrown.com. All things Pat Brown is there. You can find all my social media there, so ComedianPatBrown.com. And cool. a link to her album, which you should buy. It's very mm-hmm. funny. Thank you. Comedy album. And, um, yeah, and also, if you're in New York, see see Pat live. She's so funny. Um, see Pat live. See Pat live. <laughs> see Pat live. Run. <laughs> <laughs> and you can rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, our handle is Diking Out on Everything. As you know, you can send us an email at dikingout at gmail.com. We have our Patreon up if you want to get cool temporary tattoos or pins. Or, or real ones. Or extra. <laughs> yeah. Or we'll give you a real tattoo if you give a lot of money. And um, you can get exclusive content. That's patreon.com slash out for as little as $1 a month to help keep the podcast going. Also, we have the box show happening in New York mm-hmm. on March 20th at Caveat at 9, 9 p.m. Yep. And a couple of the panelists that are going to be on the show, we have Francesca Ramsey confirmed, nice. which is very exciting. And then we also have Nagin Farsad. Uh, two She's women a- that are hilarious and smart and amazing to listen to. So... Uh, please come and check that out. Thank you for listening. We hope you dike out with us next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.